adulthood and this woman can't stand golf and a jigsaw puzzle with pieces missing. I mean, that must be awful. So, yeah, I'm talking about gifts today. That's, that's, they're the worst gifts. The best gift you ever received, I wonder what that was. I mean, my top ones are a hostess trolley because I do a lot of entertaining and so that helps me keep my food hot. An iPad when I was on my 60th, that was a big surprise. And my parents sent me to Trinidad uh, when I was 40. So they, yes, to visit Hannah and her family because my friend was out there. Uh, they, they were my best gifts. I don't know what yours are, but I'm not going to ask you because that's as clearly not where we're going this morning. I, as soon as I put his, I saw his hand up, I should not have asked him. I knew that would be coming. Oh, man alive. Well, do you know, the definition of a gift is this. A thing given willingly to someone without payment, so a present, a thing. An act of giving something as a present. So it's a thing and it's an act. And the third definition, which took me by surprise, was a very easy task or a missable opportunity. Like that gift was a go- that goal was a gift. What did you miss it for? Do you know what I mean? That was just so easy. You could have done that in your sleep. Uh, a gift is very easy task or unmissable opportunity. Now, in the Bible, in Psalm 127, verse 3, it says that children are a gift from God. Now, I want you to look at those three definitions, and I want you to tell me which of those definitions does not apply to a child being a gift from God. (laughs) Uh, The bottom one, thank you. A very easy task. Kids are not easy. They're worth it, but they are certainly not easy. Um, And I'm talking about uh, uh, the Bible saying in Psalm 127.3 that children are a gift from God. And the Bible has been taken and and translated into various kind of English and um, uh, modern stuff. And and I'm just going to quote from uh, that verse from three translations. The truth is the same. It's just how you say it. The Good News Version says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a real blessing. The New Living Translation says, children are a gift from the Lord, they are a reward from him. And the message says, don't you see that children are God's best gift? Now, we have celebrated this morning a gift given to Alan and Rachel of... She's so sweet. They have thanked God for this gift that he has given them this precious gift, and they have promised to God that they're going to look after her, this girl that's been entrusted into their care. They, in effect, have given the gift that God has given them and given her back to God to say, actually, she is the gift that you gave us, but we're still giving her back to you. We're acknowledging that she is your gift to us. And I just want to look at two people in the Bible today that were given gifts by God and what they did with their gifts. The first one uh, is a lady called Hannah. And you'll find her story in the Old Testament, which is the first section of the Bible, in a book called 1 Samuel, and the first three chapters of that, that, that book tells you about this lady called Hannah. And Hannah was married to this man, and eventually she wanted the child, and it just wasn't happening. And so every year they used to go to a special service at the temple, make a, uh, a journey to go to, uh, quite a distance to go to this temple. And every year she used to pray and say, God, I want a child. I want a son. I want a son. I want a son. And eventually, uh, one year, the priest kind of saw her pray and he said, uh, you know, what are you praying about? She said, oh, I want a son. He said, you are, this time next year, you will have a son. 
And that's exactly what happened. Hannah got what she asked for. She asked for a son, and she got a son. And she named him Samuel, which means I asked the Lord for him. Or if you come from down here, I asked the Lord for him. Okay? Just in case if you're having difficult translating that, I asked the Lord for him. No, it's asked. All in favor of asked? There's a few of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You riotous lot. Anyway, so she got her son and she named him Samuel. I asked the Lord for him. And do you know what she did with this child? Every year when he was tiny and small, she took him with her to the temple, back to where she'd been going every year. And she said, thank you to God for him. But while she was there, she promised God. She said, thank you for this gift of this son. I'm actually going to give him back to you. When he is old enough and doesn't need me to feed him and clothe him and whether he can talk for himself, I'm going to gift him back to the priest to be trained as an assistant to the priest. And you are going to keep him there because God's gift to me, I'm not keeping, I'm giving him back. My goodness. All the mothers are going, That's, we ought to report that to Childline, giving your baby away. But it wasn't like that in those days. Um, she wanted to give him back because being in the priesthood and being in the temple was, was a, a good education and a, and a good future. But she gave him back. She didn't hold him back for herself. And the result of her giving this gift that God had given her back to God was absolutely outstanding. He wasn't just an assistant to the priest. He became the national leader of his nation that saved his nation. He also was, became a prophet to that nation. And while she was there, every year she came, and every year she, didn't, she, she made him a coat because he got bigger. So she made one every year. She brought him a coat every time she came to see him annually. And while she was there, God promised her, because you've given me your gift back, I'm going to give you more. She ended up with three more sons and two daughters. Yeah. Now all your mothers are going, yes, but it doesn't replace the one she gave away. I know that. But all I'm saying is she was happy where he was. He was happy where he was. The nation was going to benefit from her giving her son into that ministry. So that's the first person. And the second person that was given a gift um, was a boy. We don't even know his name. He's nameless. You'll find him in the New Testament in the Gospel of John. And this is a little boy who was amongst at least, well, they, they counted the men um, that were listening to the teaching of Jesus up a mountain. And uh, there were 5,000 men plus women and children. So the, the total people there were massively more than 5,000. And he was one of them. And he overheard the disciples having a little bit of a discussion. Because what had happened was that the disciples had looked at the, the clock and think these, these people have been here all day. They've been here all afternoon, and I, I can hear the rumbling of tummies. So these people need feeding. So we told Jesus, look, Jesus, it's about time you knocked off your teaching now because they need to go home and, and get, uh, get something to eat. And Jesus said, well, you feed them then. So they looked at, we, had a, we had a bit of a discussion. This is what the boy overheard, and they were like, well, there aren't many McDonald's around here, and a pizza hut don't deliver this far out. So, I mean, what are we going to do? And they were like, Jesus said, feed him. What? what? And this little boy overheard them. And he just kind of tempted to excuse me, he said. And I don't know whether he meant to give his packed lunch, which is uh, 
two lo- two barley loaves, sorry, five barley loaves and two fish to just to Jesus to say, well, if, you know, if Jesus is hungry, give him this. I don't know whether he meant that or whether he, he was actually saying this is a solution. But he gave this pat lunch that his mother had given to him, gifted to him that morning. The only sensible person out of the whole 5,000, actually. <laughs> because she said, if you're going, son, you take this, because I've heard he's preached long sermons. And, and he had this gift. And he didn't keep it to himself. He gave it to the disciples. And he said, he'll give this to Jesus. So they kind of went, okay, well, at least Jesus can carry on preaching, because he'd have a full tummy. But as a result of giving that gift to God, Jesus fed all of the people and had enough to eat. They all had enough to eat. And 12 basketfuls were left over. And because they were very eco-friendly and whatever, they collected them all and took them all home, right? They were fair share of their day, right? They, They collected them all. Both Hannah and this little boy had gifts that they didn't keep to themselves they gave back to God. And the result of them giving them back to God was more than they ever could dream of. They could not have dreamt of anything like that. They just gave it back to God because that is what their heart was. And you know, what you do with the gifts God gives you is very important. In fact, I'd say even more important than the gift itself. What you do with the gift is more important than even the gift itself. See, we've got to be careful that we don't let gifts that we've got become our sole focus. We have to keep our eye on the giver, not what they've given us. The giver is the most important person, God in this case. If the gift becomes too important and the priority of your life, you may run the risk of it not working out so well for you or for those around you. You see, some gifts can ruin your life. If you focus on them and put your trust in them and prioritise them and make them that the most important thing, some things, some gifts can ruin your life. You can have the gift of the best job in the world. But if that takes your whole focus and absorbs your whole life and all of your energy, sometimes that can be the worst thing that could have happened to you. And people that win lotteries or come into inheritance, maybe inheritance gift of a, of a person who you, you didn't even know was in your family and you get landed, you get gifted all this money. Sometimes having huge, huge amount of money just dropped on you, sometimes that can be the worst thing for that person. You've seen it, haven't you? You've heard it on the, on the television and read it in the newspapers how that has kind of ruined people because that money becomes the focus they lose sight of who they were and what they were doing and what role they were playing the money the money the money and sometimes um, the a gift can be like that and I wondered about Hannah and I wondered if she kept her first child I wonder what the future would have been for her and you can only guess you can only surmise I wonder whether Samuel would have been a right spoilt little monkey because this is all she wanted, all she wanted. And when she got her son, it would be, you know, he's going to get this and he can get that, he can have that and he can do it. He might have grown up to be the most spoiled adult ever. Who knows? And maybe if she kept Samuel, she wouldn't have been blessed with more. I don't know. All I know is when she did give him away, he became a blessing to his nation And she got more children as a result. And the little boy listening to Jesus, if he'd kept his lunch, he would have had a full tummy. 
rather than seeing the 5,000 plus dining on it. And then I'd, I'd have loved to have been there, taking, you know, they collected 12 baskets, okay? And they kind of said to him, I tell you what, son, seeing as you gave us your pat lunch, how many baskets would you like to take home to mum? Oh, I'll take two, please. Okay. Coming home to mum, what have you got there? Oh, this is my pat lunch. No, 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 it's not. There's five loaves, two fish. No, 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 mummy. All oh, right, yeah, 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 nice one. What are uh, and the explanation that boy would have. But he had the thrill of saying, but mum, I gave my sarnies away and all those people ate and we can eat for a, for a, for a few days on this lot. I, I, he would have beam all over his face. It would have been fantastic. But if he kept it to himself, okay, he'd be full but he would not have a story to tell and been involved so closely in that miracle. So as I wrap up, what gifts has God given to you that you need to consider how you handle them? What, you, what are you doing with what God has given you? Do you know, if you look hard enough in your life, you will see lots of gifts that God has given you. And I just want to just touch on two before I finish. The first one, if you look hard enough, even the most person, everyone can say that they've got something. Talents, skills, resources, qualifications, experience, time. Everyone has something that they have that they could use for other people. And Jesus told a parable in Matthew's Gospel about three uh, men who were given amount of money by their, uh, their master. And one he gave five bags of gold, two he gave two bags, uh, the next one he gave two bags of gold, and the, the other third one he gave one bag of gold. Now, I haven't got a clue as to whether, you know, this was how much he trusted them, but anyway, he divided it up five, um, two, and one. And then he went away for a long time, and he expected them to use what he'd given them to make more money. And when he came back, the five bags of gold and the two bags of gold guys had doubled their money and the master was very pleased. The guy with one bag of gold, all he'd done is he'd gone and found a safe place, buried it, and then only dug it up when his master came back and handed him that back. And the master was very, very disappointed with him. He said, you could have put it in Santander, for goodness sake, and got me 0.0001 interest, but at least it would have been more than I gave you. He'd done nothing with it, and he was very disappointed because he'd given him something which he expected to use to his advantage. And Jesus was teaching that whatever you are given, you, we, me, whatever I'm given, I have the responsibility to use for good. So what's in our lives at the moment? What are you doing with what God has given you? Are you using it for good and seeing results around you and think of Hannah and the little boy when you give God what he's given you then you see some really great results and the last gift as I close is the best gift God has ever 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 given that's his own son it doesn't come bigger than this God gave as a gift his one and only son to give us the opportunity of having a personal relationship with him I wonder when you last looked at this gift, and we are coming up to Easter. I know we do bunnies and Easter eggs, but this is what Easter's about. When was the last time you looked at that gift and did something with it? Because this gift is still available. The opportunity of having a personal relationship with God is still available. 
for salvation, forgiveness, for hope, for eternal life, given to us, made available to us by God. Dave gave out, we gave out some um, baptismal certificates of six people. Last week were baptized. Amazing accounts of how they accepted this gift of forgiveness and hope and a relationship with God and how that has changed their lives and brought them life. Their baptism was them publicly declaring they are dedicating that gift of life that God has given them back to God to say, God, you've forgiven me. You've changed my life. You've given me a hope and a future. I'm telling the whole world I'm with you. I'm gifting my life back to you. I'm going to serve you. I'm determined to use what you've given me for good. We were so excited. We are excited about what God is going to do for them in the future. God's gift of his son and all that that contains is still a gift open to be received today. And I just want to ask you, what have you done with God's most precious gift can we just bow our heads and, and pray as we, as we kind of think about that challenge? And I wonder whether you kind of thought, well, I've not thought about it like that. This is a gift that God has given me of his son and the forgiveness and the hope and the life that he offers. Maybe you've not thought about that before. And I would seriously ask you to consider that gift that God has given, whether you take that gift and you accept that and Ask God to forgive you your sins and and commit your life to him. And there may be people here today that have opened that gift once, but the giver has gone from their minds and they've been distracted with other things. And maybe it's time to get your eyes back on the giver. And finally, we've all got gifts and we need to challenge ourselves to say, what are we doing with what the resources, the time, the talents, the things that we could do to help others and to gift those things back to others, to God, for him to bring fantastic results with. So, Father, you see all of our hearts. You know where we're at. Today is to contact Tim Manley and say happy birthday. So if you know Tim and he's either on Facebook or I've got his phone number or you want to speak to Hazel and get it from her, he would be really blessed if loads of people texted him and messaged him to say happy birthday. Cindy's birthday. She was keeping that quiet. You can say happy birthday to Cindy too. Bob would like to sing. Cindy, stand up. Thank you for reminding me of that. (laughs) Um, Then some gifts that we can give to you. So practically, we have Fair Share Food, which is offered from local supermarkets that are just beyond its date, but it's still good to eat, or it might still be in date. There'll be a trolley that comes out with Fair Share items on it. You can take them home. They're free. There's a donation box if you'd like to donate. 
Um, but you can also give them to other people. Maybe you've got a neighbour next door that would really welcome a bag of bread or a packet of rolls and put them in their freezer. So you can take for yourself, but you should also have a think about that sermon, about a gift, and see whether you can take something to give to someone else. And then Rachel and Alan and the family have given us some gifts. They've got some treats, some snacks that are going to be at the back there. So we're just going to clear that, that back area and put a table up with some food that you can eat. And then there's also a table here is filled with sweeties they're not just for the kids either i asked for sure they are definitely also for the adults um <laughs> hillary's trying to get look away you can i'm giving you permission luke so there's a table of sweets there. Um, there is a, a christening cake, which is the top tier of Rachel and Alan's wedding cake, which is brilliant. Rachel really wants me to tell you all that that was eight years ago, and it has been frozen, and eat at your own risk. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's been in the freezer. Um, so enjoy those gifts. Take a gift for someone else, and enjoy the time to meet with each other. Have a great week. Just say before. And can I, can I just say also, it's been wonderful to see you all here. I hope you've had fun. Because <laughs> I think church should be a time where we have some fun. But also, the great message that you heard, if there's something in there that has kind of touched something in your life, don't let it go. Come and have a word with Judith, one of us here. Any questions you've got, any questions you've got, We'll do our best to answer. Thank you. God bless. And enjoy the sweets and the cakes and the coffee and the tea. Have a great week. And I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth. And I will daily lift my